Welcome to Tiger Paw Radio, the podcast that tackles all the challenges and opportunities of channel convergence. If you provide managed IT, managed print, VoIP, security, or other technology-driven services for your customers, this podcast is for you. Tiger Paw Radio, exploring channel convergence, one stripe at a time. Well, hey, everybody, Wes McDonald here, and I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of TigerTube. And if you can't see us, you can only hear us. That means you're listening on Tiger Paw Radio, so thank you very much for that. Before we go any further, hit that subscribe button down below so you never miss another important piece of learning content designed to help you better your business so you can sleep better at night. And without further ado, I'm going to introduce the topic today and what a perfect day to use this, uh, the interview that we have with our guest today, because it is Remand Day. And from what I understand, it is the sixth national Remand Day and the perfect day to talk about driving sustainability, uh, both with us as dealers, our dealer community, and with our customers. Uh, so maybe what I'll do is I'll, I'll get our guests to introduce themselves. And uh, Tricia Judge, maybe I'll start with you. Okay. Well, thanks for having me here, West. Yes, it is Remand Day, and I have the state of Illinois proclaiming its Remand Day. Yeah. I, I have got the mayor of Las Vegas proclaiming its Remand Day. I even have the mayor of North Las Vegas proclaiming its Remand <laughs> Day. Very proud of Remand Day. I am Tricia Judge, the executive director of the International Imaging Technology Council. Uh, we are the organization that represents imaging supplies dealers particularly those that sell remanufactured toner and inkjet cartridges or do the remanufacturing themselves. Um, I was the initial executive director. I'm the only one that's held this position and I've held it for about going on 25 years. So not, I'm not only, you know, a long-term advocate of reman, I'm also old. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm an attorney. Uh, I have had 35 years of experience in the law and I love advocating for the remanufacturing community. I'm also part of the Remanufacturing Association Alliance. So I interface regularly with everything from, you know, John Deere and Caterpillar tractor remanufacturers on down to microprocessing remanufacturing. So I'm looking forward to today because I have lots of thoughts. Yeah. And I've known you probably for close to 20 years now. Yes. And, uh, you know, you've been absolutely instrumental in making sure uh, that dealers have choice when it comes to how they help their customers. And obviously uh, today with sustainability, but, you know, for uh, cost, for, you know, just basically to have choice, right? So thank you for all that you continue to do. And Eric Crump, maybe I'll get you to introduce yourself next. Sure. Thanks, Wes. Thanks for having me as well. I'm excited to be here. My name's Eric Crump uh, and I work for uh, Ringdell, uh, the company that brings you uh, Follow Me Printing. Uh, Follow me printing, a big part of who we are is uh, uh, more sustainable printing. Uh, a lot of times people think of green footprints. Uh, yeah, uh, Trisha, I have, you know, so <laughs> talk about, yeah, you know, taking a look at your, your, your footprint and how printing's happening. Uh, but I have a long, uh, a long life in the managed print services industry, uh, working with Lexmark at the beginning and Lexmark at the very heart of their managed print services offering. Uh, was a sustainability and, and how do we look at that, not just from a cost perspective, but from an environmental uh, perspective. And so uh, that was one of the things when I was working in Europe, we took hold of from a managed print services initiative. So I learned a lot uh, from uh, working in Europe and working, uh, being in a more aggressive uh, marketplace as far as being uh, focused on sustainability. And, uh, and so, yeah, so fast forward to today uh, and continuing to uh, 
focus on that. Things have gotten more progressive and uh, in our world that we're in, in today, are looking at ways to be more sustainable from a business practice. So I'm looking forward to today's discussion. Well, that's great, Eric, and a happy Remand Day, and thank you for joining us. Thanks. And uh, Schnorr Heinz, if you could introduce yourself for our audience. Hi, West. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's great to be here. Uh, I work for a town business center. We're a company that uh, buys surplus copiers across the United States. Uh, we focus mainly on copiers that are not needed anymore, are not possible to be reused in the U.S., and we resell them to uh, third world countries overseas where they get a new life. Um, we also have a small amount of lightly used copiers that we keep in the U.S. and that are being resold to dealers and reused as well. Um, our whole company essentially uh, focuses on stuff that can't be used anymore. So uh, this is a great topic for me as well. And thank you so much for having me. Well, absolutely, Shmar. And thank you very much uh, for what you're doing on that part as well, right? And I know that um, we'd have to be sleeping under rocks if we haven't been paying attention, you know, to the news, right? That it gets harder and harder every year to uh, meet sort of our commitments uh, to be able to keep uh, global warming down below 1.5 degrees. Um, and anything that we can do and can contribute to that sustainability effort. I know that companies are very interested in making sure that they contribute and track on those, right? So one of the things, let's just talk uh, to each of you and 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 maybe uh, Eric, I'll get you to start, right? But in your respective field, you know, what are some of the things that that Ringdale is doing uh, to contribute to the three R's, uh, reuse, reduce, and recycle? And I'm sure I said them in the wrong order, but uh, I'm old enough to remember when that was actually uh, taught in grade school. <laughs> well, well, what we're looking at, you know, efficient use of, of you know, of, of printers and copiers, and uh, that's where most of the activity around uh, sustainability is, is important is the, the actual usage. Uh, and as devices are lasting longer and longer, it's becoming more and more important uh, during that phase. And so uh, at Ringdale, what we have is uh, we provide uh, enterprise grade software that can track the, the usage, whether that's print, scan, copy usage, and being able to collect that information on a user-based uh, level where a user could actually see what their individual impact is for printing from an environmental standpoint, uh, whether they're printing, copying, um, scanning, and understanding you know, what's going on uh, personally, but also for the whole company or for a department. And so that's really uh, important to be able to um, kind of communicate uh, what's the impact on the company most employees don't care about how much it costs to print. You know, really, they they just see it as cost of doing business. They just expect that to be a utility that's available to them. But once you provide, uh, you know, information to them that's personal to them on what their impact is and how they are helping change, um, you know, the environment, um, it's a, a different kind of engagement. People really do pay attention. People are, you know, more considerate of, you know, printing documents. Maybe they don't need to print. Or instead of making a copy, you know, scan it in and uh, as an email to somebody else, and all that's trackable, and you can really show, you know, what that impact is um, that way. So we we've been focusing that on large enterprise organizations and government organizations that have uh, reduction in print as a, a key performance indicator of the organization. So you know, banking uh, that's been in. Uh, annual reports uh, for years saying, you know, how is that reduction and how do we go become more electronic? And so we are part of that 
that co data collection and, and tracking and then being able to provide that reporting uh, so that uh, business decision makers can uh, make the right decisions for uh, their, their paper and print environment. Yeah, you know, uh, in my days as a managed print specialist, one of the things that I always do uh, when I was presenting a new opportunity for customers was to show them what the impact would be on their uh, sustainability efforts, right? To show them how many trees were saved, how much carbon they could reduce. Uh, water impact is another big one that people don't often think about how much water is used in, in a lot of these uh, processes of building new things. And it was always uh, shockingly impactful, even for top executives sitting around that table. I could see them really start to take notes around those things because obviously they're thinking, for our customers, we can show this in our you know reporting. We can actually you know make a difference. And I think uh, even for me personally, when I am given some of the statistics around some of my own activities and what some of those impacts are, they they do motivate me uh, far more than you know financial dollars, right? And and Tricia, maybe I can get you to to move into the next part, you know, from a legal perspective, right? Because what you've been doing for the past twenty or so years, uh, twenty five years, has really been. Uh, to make sure, and, and this is not, I'm not knocking the OEMs here, right? But to make sure uh, that a lot of the things that were traditionally just thrown away do get reused and do find new life and give dealers new opportunities to be able to help their customers. So maybe you can talk about that in, you know, in a perspective of sustainability. Sure. 375 million printer cartridges are thrown away every year. That's over a million a day. That's crazy. I mean, yes, they're they're small. They're you know they they you don't think that this little guy is going to take up you know a whole lot of space. But three hundred seventy five million of them, yeah, that takes up some space. And they are made of styrene, industrial grade plastic that will not decompose for more than a thousand years. So people, and especially the toner cartridges, they're bigger. So as you well know, so the. <clears throat> The impact, the environmental impact of tossing these is huge and, and the government gets it. So yes, we have, we have problems on two fronts. Um, first of all, we are being, we are experiencing a reman renaissance. I mean, we are being embraced wholeheartedly by institutional buyers who are concerned about sustainability and state and, and government officials. Um, recently, well, actually 2021, the state of, uh, the city of Los Angeles, this is the resolution. I know you can't see it passed a resolution banning the importation of single use plastic cartridges. Now we have, we have two fronts that we're fighting on. One, yes, is the OEMs. They want you to buy their new cartridges. Um, and of course they do nasty things like putting in firmware updates that, that, shut down the printer if you're using anything but their cartridges. But we're working on that. And um, if we want to address it more, I can. But the really nasty front is with these Chinese clone cartridges that are being, they're new built, they're being sold on eBay and Amazon as remanufactured when they are not. And they are um, destroying, you know, not, not just um, are they destroying the marketplace for reman on the front end of the sales at the retail level, but their crappy empties are destroying our core stream. So the remanufacturers who are collecting these empties are burdened with dis discarding these cartridges that are of such questionable 
quality and intellectual property um, issues that they can't remanufacture them. And China doesn't take them back. So we're stuck with them. So the government is very aware of this issue. I've been out there hoofing it. Uh, New York Congressman Joe Morelli, who has been our advocate for decades, uh, had me in D.C. this past summer. He wrote a letter, and so did 52 other congressmen, to the General Services Administration, which is the largest government, the largest consumer, period, in the world, and said, hey, you know, we got to stop buying this stuff. And so they were considering a ban on single-use plastic cartridges, too. So we have got a real um, movement going. We we have got lots of, we've got the ears of a lot of important people. You cannot sell anything but remanufactured cartridges to the U.S. Department of Energy, the state of Connecticut, the state of Massachusetts, um, Cook County. I mean, there's we are racking up the number of consumers. Texas Department of Transportation. You, if you... If you don't, you know, so if you are a dealer and you haven't embraced selling reman, you're missing out on a huge opportunity, a huge opportunity. And if you partner with the right, um, the right, you know, remanufacturer, they'll provide you like Clover provides you with sustainability reports that you can share with your customers and show them just what their environmental impact is. I mean, that's just that's just worth a fortune to me. It is. I, and I love Clover Imaging for you know how they approach that. And my actual start in the office equipment channel was working for a remanufacturer. And yes. that was back in the day working for Multilaser when they decided they were also going to get into the software game uh, with a little company that uh, soon became uh, known as Printfleet, right? So, you know, it's, it's so important. And uh, the remanufacturing market has driven so much opportunity, not only for the dealers, uh, but your point on the sustainability side, I'm shocked by you know, the numbers that you talk about for the waste that gets thrown out. And for anybody that's watching or listening, if you happen to stumble upon this and you're a consumer buying uh, cartridges, I'm not going to tell you whether to buy new or remanufactured, but please don't buy some of this crap that is coming from overseas that is new manufacture. That's an easy one, right? Because it is contributing to the problem. It's not helping in so many ways. And Wes, there's one other thing that you need to be aware of when you're buying that crap. We did an, an an in-depth investigation we sent we bought a bunch of these cartridges off of amazon shipped them to a lab in atlanta that that um basically studied the plastic composition and found large percentages of deca bde which is a, a flame retardant and it's a known carcinogen and remember if it's a toner cartridge that cartridge gets gets heated up in that machine to 180 degrees so you've got carcinogenic material floating around in your office. That's not good. So I, I strongly urge for health and safety issues, for environmental issues, for just you know good co commer commercial choice uh, issues. Stay away from that crap. Absolutely. And uh, Shmar, I want you to contribute now. So like on the hardware side, as you mentioned, you are uh, working to make sure that a lot of stuff can be shipped overseas to be repurposed. In places where maybe they're not as concerned as we are with all the shiny new, you know, uh, buzzwords and you know things that go on with those devices, as well as giving uh, additional life to dealers here uh, in North America, you know, for devices that have plenty of life left in them and are feature rich enough for you know some different workflows, right? So maybe you can talk a little bit about you know how you see that from a sustainability perspective. 
Um, yeah, so I think uh, hardware-wise, uh, one of the bigger issues is that the older copiers are are ending up in the landfill or not getting reused. Um, in the United States and in a lot of Western countries, we like to, you know, everything has to be new and flashy, like you said. Um, repairs are okay in the first few years, but afterwards, you know, we like to get rid of it, myself included, um, and just replace it. And uh, I think industry standard for copiers is about five years. Um, and there's still a lot of life left in these, uh, even if there is an older technology. Um, so we have solutions, you know, we uh, sell these copiers overseas to third world countries. Um, they, replace, they replace it, they clean it, they bring up to code um, based on their country, and then uh, it gets reused. And that's a, a great solution for making sure that this stuff doesn't end up in the landfill. And I think that that's one of the things it's, it's it's gathering the data on the usage of these machines to understand. I mean, there's a lot of machines that are sitting out there in offices that are just underused, right? And so it's just understanding, you know, what's the best, uh, you know, placement or or um, or where to, to yeah, it, maybe it's out of your company, uh, but it's it's really trying to optimize the fleet. Uh, from that sustainable impact, and that that's a huge. But without the information, collecting information, you don't know. Yeah, that's where it's critical. Yeah, and again, as an MPS specialist for many years, that's one of the reports that I would give to them as the overall utilization of their fleet, and they are often shocked and amazed, right? Saying, "Good grief, like, like we should be able to use that equipment for another twenty years." And it's like, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's uh, you know, you're absolutely not wrong, right? And that's part of it, I think, that uh, with that information that you're talking about, with the work that Trisha is doing uh, legally, trying to make sure that uh, information is power, right? Uh, to make sure that people understand uh, both um, what's happening with the toner they're putting in those machines, what kind of information about the utilization, and Schnoir to what you are doing to make sure that they actually get used uh, in their lifespan to deliver more value while they still have lots of life left in them, right? Correct. Um, and one of the things, and actually maybe I'll, I'll just put this one to you, Schnorr, is can you describe a little bit of the, the process of what happens when these uh, machines are reconditioned and how do you think that helps, you know, with sustainability? Sure. Um, so the, the machines are sourced, uh, across the United States, uh, well, North America, really, um, we've even purchased in, in Mexico, Canada, um, they come to our facility uh, the I would say it's it's different because we have two processes. Uh, Ninety percent of the machines, as we discussed, uh, go export like the third world countries, and then a small percentage stays in house. Um, and those machines then end up staying in the United States and going to dealers. So for the majority of the machines, these are uh, surplus machines. They're typically much older, and they people in the U.S. don't want them anymore. Uh, they're sent to distributors overseas. Uh, we personally don't remanufacture them just because labor in a lot of these third world oh, sure. is cheaper. Yeah. Uh, when they get to distributors, they typically uh, replace them, bring them up to code based on the requirements for their country. And then they're sold to dealers within that country who then sell to uh, end users. And the copiers are 100% reused. 
um, which is the best form of recycling is when it's actually 100% reused and not just the materials being reused. Uh, the small portion of machines that's uh, of copiers that stay within the U.S., typically they're newer. They're part of the category that are five years or, or younger, so to speak. Um, most companies would not get rid of a machine like that, but in rare occasions, it's bigger corporations, bigger contracts, a lot of times governments, they're getting rid of machines that are one year old, two year old, three years old, sometimes a few months old. Those machines can 100% be reused in the US. Uh, they typically require zero maintenance. Um, they come in with low meters, so they have good mileage on them. Um, all we do is we clean them and we test them and throw them back into the stream. And they can again, 100% be reused within the United States and at a much cheaper alternative cost than buying brand new. So it makes people happy and it's good for the environment. It's a win all around. Yeah, it's funny. A lot of our purchasing uh, policies are actually very wasteful, right? And I know specifically when you speak to government that oftentimes this is, it's the same in Canada, believe me, and it's, it's backwards, <clears throat> that if you figure out a way to reduce your budget, it's permanently reduced for the following year. So instead of finding other areas to use those dollars, it's taken away, right? So what they do is say, and, and I had an RFP early in my sales career, you know, I'd saved a, a government organization who I will not name, um, about $600,000 on what was supposed to be a, like a $2 million, you know, opportunity, right? And they say, great, thank you very much. Now, take that 600,000 and figure out what else you can do with it, right? And and the reason was because they would lose the money, right? Hmm. And so unfortunately, I think that with a lot of these devices that have so much life left in them, it is because of the fact that, you know, we have these buying uh, cycles where they're literally forced into having to, you know, to do those kind of things, right? And and Trisha, from a, you know, from a legal perspective, right? I know that when we talked about the copiers themselves actually, you know, being reused, remanufactured is, is kind of a um it, it doesn't fully explain the story right because you're actually reusing uh most of the components in that you know cartridge right so maybe talk a little bit more about that sure well your average toner cartridge or inkjet cartridge um you have 90 to 95 percent reuse of that of the original piece most people don't know this but you know, everybody knows that there's automotive remanufacturing, but the average percentage of a car that actually gets remanufactured is under 5%. Wow. So that tells you something about the impact that cartridges can have above and beyond what even the automotive uh, reuse, you know, and, and you did get it right. It is, it is reduce, reuse, recycle, but uh, <laughs> Reuse is the highest form of recycling, and it's so much better to reuse the cartridge, reuse the copier, um, use reman in, in MPS settings, rather than to you know ship it back to Hewlett Packard where it's turned into a park bench or you know melted down into a bollard or you know whatever they do with them. And and Eric, you know the the other way, and I'd say actually probably better even than then uh, reusing something is just not to do it at all, right? And one of the things when I was doing managed print assessments, using uh, your software and other software that does what yours does is uh, to actually help people to get rid of waste altogether. And a lot of people don't realize, and 
uh, for all of our viewers and listeners that are or maybe are not in the office equipment channel, that maybe you're an MSP that's watching or a managed IT provider, or maybe just a customer, right? That um, one of the biggest impacts you can have is making sure that the document that you sent to a device, if for some reason it has a mistake on page three and page 21, um, that you catch that before reprinting everything, right? Like there's just so many ways to, you know, instead of sending the whole print job to the to the device again. And Eric, a software like yours will actually help customers to think about that, right? To say, hey, look, you sent this version twice. Do you really need it? Right. Sure. Exactly. And there's multiple ways you can do that. And that, you know, depending on the kind of the the customer behaviors, you know, if it's a school or a government agency or a bank. Uh, you, you can uh, kind of hold that print job and whenever you go to, when you're ready to go print it, you can print it. And like Wes said, if you maybe sent three cop versions of it, you don't want the first or the second version, you want the third version. Um, or you can, uh, you know, we get a lot of emails. I get a lot of emails that are, you know, have color that says, you know, think twice before printing, you know, for the environment. <laughs> it's all in green, right? And so, you know, by sending that over to a, a printer that's, you know, using more color, more cost, and more using more cartridges, right? Uh, it could be better to send it over to a, a monochrome device. And so by having those uh, print workflows uh, make a big difference on the impact of printing. So, uh, you know, reducing the waste uh, uh, that's not necessary. Um, and then also, Looking at the behaviors of um, very large print jobs and making sure that maybe to stop them because you don't really need those to print because we've always made that mistake uh, printing the the sixty page print job when you only needed three slides. That's right. Uh, <laughs> so, but and definitely. And one of the behaviors we've also been trying to talk about is how can you move things electronically instead of printing them. So you know we're in this digital transformation age. Um, and so instead of making copies and handing out, you know, you know, 10 uh, sets of copies to everybody is instead just, you know, either make it, keep it electronic or make a, take a paper copy, make it electronic and send it to everybody instead of making copies. So those are just easy things. But by looking at that, that, that data and, and the reporting, you can say, wow, where's all these copy volumes coming from? And could we do this in a smarter way? So I love it. Different ways. And listen, uh, in respect for your time and uh, for that of our viewers and listeners, uh, we're going to uh, come to a close here on Remand Day. And I uh, just want to thank you all for uh, all the efforts that you were doing and contributing to helping with sustainability in our industry. So for anyone that's watching, I'll make sure the contact information uh, is included. And um, make sure also that you subscribe if you didn't do so at the beginning and get lots more educational content like this to help you with your sustainability and business efforts. So until next time, everybody, keep learning. And so we come to the end of another exciting episode of Tiger Paw Radio. If you'd like to listen to more great learning content to help you grow your business, please be sure to visit www.tigerpaw.com and click on the resources tab. You can also subscribe to your favorite podcast platforms to be sure you never miss another episode. And until next time, keep learning, keep growing, and keep that inner tiger strong.